This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Tale Talk Radio, Season 6, Episode 15. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 15 of TL Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. And I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. Today we're speaking with Dr. Kathy Furman, Dustin Brackbill, and Dr. Corey Hall, school librarians and leaders in the Pennsylvania School Librarians Association, also known as PSLA. Today we'll be discussing the recently developed guidelines for Pennsylvania school library programs and how they integrate with the new national school library standards from the American Association of School Libraries. So a little bit about Kathy, Dustin, and Corey. Kathy's the library department department supervisor for the Hempfield School District in Landisville, Pennsylvania, and the current president of the Pennsylvania School Librarians Association. Dustin is the librarian at Mount Nittany Elementary School in the State College Area School District and a director on the board for PSLA. And Corey is the librarian at Mannheim Central Middle School in Mannheim Central School District. She's also adjunct professor at Indiana Wesleyan University and co-chair of the Communications Committee for PSLA. A little bit about PSLA. PSLA is a professional organization for school library professionals and library educators. PSLA works to ensure excellence in school library programs, and their mission is dedicated to transforming teaching and learning through quality school library programs. And their vision is a world of critically literate, connected learners. So welcome to the show, Kathy, Dustin, and Corey. Thank you. Hi, thank you. All right. So most of our listeners here on the TL Talk Radio podcast happen to be school leaders. So let's start off with a sort of 35,000 foot level question. What is the compelling why behind school libraries? Help us understand why school libraries are such an important part, especially in this world of abundant information. Well, this is Kathy Furman, and I'm going to answer that question because I could talk about this 24-7 for uh, months and months and months because that's our favorite question. When I talk to leaders in schools, I like to talk about how school libraries are really the district's biggest bargain to helping us prepare students for career and college and really for life. So if we think about the physical and even the virtual space of our school libraries, when they're funded appropriately and they're staffed with certified school librarians, they can meet the information and literature needs for all students throughout the school And they can do it digitally 24-7, but they can also do it physically as a welcome, safe place for all students. So not only access to just straight text that we talk lots and lots about in schools, but also they can meet the interests and the needs of all students and really keep them engaged. Instructionally, the school librarian is that one teacher in your building, if you think about it, that knows all the curricular areas. They have the expertise to integrate multiple literacies not just information literacy, which is the foundation of our library curriculums, but digital literacy, media literacy, news literacy, communication, problem solving, and they really support the reading life of our students. 
because someday our students are going to need all those skills that they've learned from a quality school library program without the guidance of a school behind them. And they're going to need that no matter where they are, um, no matter where they're working, no matter where they're living, they're going to need those skills. So our school librarians, when properly staffed, are also that one person that really understands all curriculars and really understands instructional design. They understand the inquiry framework and they can really help teachers with not just resources for their for their instruction in the classroom, but they can also help them with that design and help them integrate inquiry into that. And remember that the library, why the library? It's that one space for all students. It's that equitable access for everybody. No matter what course you're taking, no matter what grade you are, you have access to the library. And they're, of course, ever-changing and adapting to the needs of our students. I like to say that the librarian is the educator that knows our students for their entire time in a school. They know them as a reader, a thinker, an explorer, a researcher, a tinkerer, an innovator, and a problem solver. So yeah, really connect to this idea that the school librarian is positioned in such a unique way in the school that they see the whole program. And like you said, all students, they see that from a very unique perspective. And and really, as school leaders, it's important that we leverage that unique perspective and use that to drive the kinds of work in here in our school district, the idea of trying to transform education, that context of the world is changing. How do we change teaching and learning? You mentioned inquiry, trying to move our classrooms more into investigating curiosities, things like that. And the librarian really does have that unique perch, that unique perspective over the whole program and and can really provide a lot of added value, especially as we work towards transforming our schools. So let's shift the conversation to the guidelines for PA school libraries that PSLA has recently developed. Um, Can you help us understand what they are and the why behind them? Sure. So my name is Dustin. We decided after the new national standards had come out, which we'll talk about a little, that it would be a great time to revise what we want a successful library program to look like. So we met over the summer of 2018 now to seek how to revise those guidelines, which we had an original version from 2011 and, and a previous one before that, that could somehow make concrete what a successful library program would look like. We wanted to realize that even though we have diverse districts and you know different sizes and facilities and different budgets that we all work with, that there are some ingredients that really add up to a successful program. And we talk about the program as the space and the staff. So we narrowed it down to eight different indicators and brought it into our local state level. Um, Some of those indicators are as simple as making sure we have a certified school librarian and appropriate staff. But then it goes into things like how we connect with the learning community, how we can integrate into what happens in the schools to be successful, how we can use our space to promote thinking and creating and sharing and growing, and make sure our learners are actively part of our decision-making process in our schools. So we have eight different indicators that fit our guidelines, but then we realize that different people look at those indicators through different lenses. So certainly someone who is a librarian is going to be looking at it in one direction to see what we're meeting. But we also want to realize that, you know, administrators or parents or other community members, certainly even public and uh, school libraries, universities, also look at our program in different ways, too. So how can we make sure that everyone will be able to look at the guidelines of what makes 
a successful program and be able to connect with what is important to them. So let's take that a little deeper. Uh, again, most of our listeners are, are school leaders. So as a school leader, how might I use these guidelines to sort of fuel and advance our whole library program? So this is Corey, and I'm going to be tackling this question. First of all, I think it's a great question, and I love the idea that school leaders would be using our guidelines. It's what we were hoping for as we were developing them. People might assume that the guidelines really only impact school librarians, but in truth, they really serve as a touch point for anyone connected to learners and literacy. In fact, the AASL website has an entire section dedicated to administrators and school leaders. But to answer your question, I think one of the first ways school leaders can use the guidelines is reading them and then finding shared goals and priorities. How do the guidelines connect with your own goals for the year? I know in my school, our theme this year is improving reading culture. And my principal and I have talked endlessly about the ways her goal and my goals intersect, my goals being the guidelines. A second way school leaders can use the guidelines is to get a sense of exactly what we do and why we do it. Librarians are truly school-wide specialists in literacy and technology. It's what we do. I'd be willing to bet that most administrators are also focused on literacy and technology. So why not capitalize on our strengths and knowledge base? If you've read the guidelines, you know that they focus on four key domains, think, create, share, and grow. Our guidelines are truly interdisciplinary and they connect to all our subject areas. In my own school, I've collaborated with every department, including PE and math. We've been able to infuse lessons with technology and literacy and ways that we might not have even thought about before I sat down and shared the heart of the guidelines with my administrator. And finally, if administrators will review the guidelines, they'll truly come to understand the importance of effective school libraries and school librarians. They'll see that we are more than guardians of books. We're the heart of the school, a safe place for students, a gateway to information, a connector of resources, and a passionate collaborator across subject areas. Knowing this information, my hope is that they'll prioritize time, attention, and yes, budget to creating and maintaining effective libraries that are staffed by certified librarians. I appreciate the idea of starting first with reading the guidelines. And after reading them, one of the connections that I made to was a lot of the work that we're trying to do around here is we call it learner-centered, but really starting with the learner and focusing on the learner. And I thought that the guidelines were very much focused on that. And so I made um, some good connections. And, you know, from a leadership perspective, too, I think after you read them, use them to have a conversation with your librarian, like involve them in helping to understand what they can do to accelerate your goals and to move your program further. And I think the guidelines really do provide some really nice parameters to give the administrator a sense of what's possible, but then also as a way to engage the librarian in a conversation. If I may add real quick, the second half does have a almost like a checklist format that you can look at for how does my space fit what an exemplary library would look like. And there's also tons of other research and resources that you can click on there. It's all hyperlinked. So it's really easy to support everything that, you know, makes makes a great program. And Randy, I'll add in again, too. I really like that you said after you read the guidelines, it's a great way to have a conversation with your school librarian or with people who are involved in your program and even with your teachers and your other administrators, your principals, because it is certainly the benchmark and the guidelines of what we know to be a quality school library program. Um, and we're always trying to reach those goals, but being able to have those conversations of, okay, here's what the guidelines say. Where are we? 
what do you need? What kind of support? You know, it isn't always necessarily a budgetary support. Sometimes it's something logistical or something that just needs to be fixed that um, without those conversations, that's just not going to happen. So many of uh, local districts in Pennsylvania have started to create profile of a graduates and the purpose being to identify and represent broader aims for student learning. So what knowledge, skills, and dispositions do we want our learners to have for success after graduation? How do the indicators connect to these broader goals for our learners? This is Kathy Furman. I'm going to take that one. This is actually one of my most passionate topics to talk about right now. And I have been actually speaking to some Senate and House representatives um, at our state capitol about how school library programs prepare our students to be college and career ready and how we prepare them with all those profiles of graduates and moving our students to being ready for the next step when they leave our K-12 schools. Um, so School libraries really do integrate their instruction resources into the entire collaborative community. We've talked about that. Um, And when we think about academically, the research and the inquiry process, that's all easy to connect to the standards and the goals that we have for our students when they leave K-12. But there's a whole nother aspect for what the school library program provides. You know, we always hear the term about maker spaces, but knowing that the school library is that one place where students go and can access at home virtually or or when they're in our buildings, that they're independently making choices. They're independently seeking. They're independently exploring. So if we think about career skills that are needed for students, whether they go to college first or they go right to the workforce, they go to the military, or they go to a technical or a community college. I'm going to refer to the Pennsylvania Career Skills Continuum. The problem solving, the communication, being able to be adaptable and planning and organizing, looking at diverse perspectives in the teamwork. Because the guidelines are shaped and the indicators are shaped with our ASL national standards, the think, create, share, grow. If you really dig into those standards for learners and you look at the shared foundation and the competencies that we expect from our school library programs for our students. They're continually seeking knowledge. They're collaborating with different teams. They are really looking at feedback and reflecting and tinkering, and they're expressing that curiosity. They're really open-mindedly looking at what they've done. They're being able to fail forward um, and being able to go back and say, where can I grow? What what do I have to analyze to move forward to be more successful, even if I fail the first time? Being able to personalize that use of information and that use of curiosity. How do you personalize that learning? And that school library program, again, with the guidelines and the indicators, the instructional opportunities, the intellectual freedom to be able to explore, to be able to use the space based on my own personal interest and curiosity. All those things make it possible for us to be able to support those career skills and those graduate ready skills that we want our students to have before they leave. And again, going back to the multiple literacies that I talked about and those diverse perspectives, that school librarian exposes those students to all those skills that they need, again, regardless when they leave us, where they work, where they live, how old they are, or however technology or the global community changes, those skills are going to be needed no matter where they go in life. And that school library is the one that really encompasses all of them in that multiple disciplinary format. It doesn't matter 
what subject you're teaching, all those skills are needed. And the librarian is the one that can integrate it with a quality school library program. And I know that from my elementary level that I'm working with, that, you know, those kids aren't quite ready for what they're doing after school. But in my school, I've started a, a lit fest where we bring in all those multiple literacies and bring in a lot of speakers from our community who can talk about, you know, what's it like to be a journalist versus what's it like to be a chef? Both of them use literacy skills all the time to run their own business or to write for a paper or an online source. And then they get a chance to explore, you know, like technology as well as just learning how to read a good picture book. So I think that even at the elementary level, we're setting up some of those skills so that down the road, they'll be ready to, you know, push themselves forward and think critically about what they will do in the future. And can I add too, this is Corey, as a middle school uh, librarian, I have a lot of freedom with a flexible schedule to be out and about working with our teachers. And I know one of the things that I work hard with is developing empathy with our students. And we do that, believe it or not, with virtual reality. So we have several programs that we're using where we're placing students in situations like a refugee camp in Syria, and they're exploring that. And the idea of just... Um, you know, experiencing something that they wouldn't normally experience and increasing that empathy. So definitely we have librarians have access to this sort of information, these sort of resources. It's easy to see the connections between our knowledge set skills and dispositions. And you mentioned, you know, several of the skills in terms of creating and communicating. You mentioned dispositions in terms of empathy and this sort of larger picture of a multidisciplinary environment in which students can practice and learn and and share what they've learned as they continue to learn <laughs> as uh, critically literate and connected learners. <laughs> so one of the other things we wanted to talk about today were the updated standards framework from uh, AASL, the parent organization of PSLA. Can somebody give us a brief overview and share with us how these updated standards really promote this idea of learner-centered education? Sure, I'll start it off anyway. Uh, it was really cool when this new national library standards came out because it gave everybody a chance to really think about the skills that we need, like you just said. And I love that they start with knowing that the learner and the school library program and the school itself are all kind of connected in that inner core of who we want our schools to be you know, valued for. Outside of that, though, they have these four domains, which Corey mentioned earlier, the idea of how we think create, share, and grow is kind of the way they lined up each of the guidelines that, that you know, we use for learners. Outside of that, they have these shared foundations. So a shared foundation is a skill that works for you know, every level, but how does the library affect that shared foundation? They came up with six of them. Those six are inquire, building new knowledge through inquiry, include how we can make sure we're inclusive and respect diversity in learning, collaborate, how do we partner to broaden our goals, curate, which is an important one. I think you talked about the large amount of information that we have. How do we collect, organize, and share these resources in a meaningful way? Explore, which has that growth mindset where we can innovate something and reflect on how we've done it. And like we said, uh, fail and then keep trying to tinker with it until we get it right and engage, which is simply how can we ethically use and create information? 
So those six foundations would apply to any level and to any subject area, but through the library, then we break them down to show what would, you know, what would it look like for the librarian to work with students? What would the students, the learners themselves uh, do as they were thinking, creating, sharing and growing? And how does that cycle keep building and pushing them forward? We've had several trainings for librarians across the state. And I think we're going to continue to have some new trainings for how to develop your lesson plans to fit into these new standards. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity for us to connect with other agencies as we do that. And you mentioned earlier the website with research and resources on there. School leaders can also find the standards framework link there. What else? Any other specific examples or anything you'd like to highlight from the site that people should pay close attention to? So this is Corey again. I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about the resources that administrators might be surprised are available for them. I'm really glad you asked for this because I'm not sure that school leaders would know to even look for information for them on the AASL website. So you can access it directly from the AASL website on the homepage. There is a section that where they divide us up into personas and I'll talk about that in a moment, but you can go in as an administrator. The first thing that they're gonna see is a series of videos that show learners sharing their understanding of each of the guideline domains. And I think this is a really cool way for school leaders to get a real sense of what the guidelines look like in the learning process. They're also gonna find a document called a guide for administrators, which is sort of a one page summary of why you should care about the guidelines and really about school libraries in general. Another important resource on the admin page is our core beliefs. If school leaders will take the time to really read and think about and reflect on our beliefs, I think they're going to find that our beliefs directly intersect with theirs and of those of the district as a whole. For example, the third core belief is that learners should be prepared for college, career, and life. And Kathy touched on this a few minutes ago. I know here in Pennsylvania, we're all working really hard to implement the newly released college and career readiness requirements that are mandated by the Pennsylvania Department of Education. Well, knowing that one of our core beliefs is college and career focused, why wouldn't you capitalize on our knowledge base? School leaders will also find a crosswalk of the guidelines for school libraries, and those are connected to the Future Ready Librarians framework, the ISTE standards for learners in education, and the Next Generation Science Standards. Soon, you're also going to find a crosswalk to the computer science standards. Probably the most powerful resource for school leaders is the professional development area, where you'll find numerous pre-recorded webinars about the power of effective school libraries and the connections between school libraries and improving learning and test scores. Finally, you're going to find printables that you can share with your staff, as well as a downloadable copy of the September 2018 issue of the District Administration Journal, which highlights evaluation of school libraries and librarians. And Dustin referred to this a little while ago. It provides checklists that are of particular interest to leaders. And I could go on forever, but if a school leader has access to the print copy of National School Library Standards, they're going to discover that AASL has created what we call personas or sample stakeholders and their stories. And one of the personas is Leon, the lead learner or principal. And this persona allows school leaders to access a shared vocabulary that helps facilitate conversations and personal reflective practice. So lots of great resources there for our school leaders and even district leaders. Hopefully something caught your eye or caught your brain and you'll be looking to jump into some of those resources that have been provided and curated for us.
So before we invite you to share what's next for you in PSLA, uh, we'll invite you to share some ideas for our lightning round questions. So we have just two questions today. Are you ready? We are ready. Okay, quick responses and everybody can share if you would like to. So if you were recommending one book to our listeners, what would it be? So I'll take this one first. This is Corey. Um, you do realize you're asking librarians to get <laughs> yeah. one book, right? So ironically, we <laughs> asked the same question of Dustin Hensley recently, a librarian, and he said the same exact thing. How can it's you like, ask a librarian? Right. So we had Seriously. to narrow it down for him. We love all the books, but um, <laughs> I love Leading Together, Teachers and, and Administrators Improving Student Outcomes by Jonathan Eckert. And I just love the idea of shared leadership and that the work needs to be done across the school. I'll go next. Um, again, I probably could tell you 10 books I, I'd love to recommend, but Maximizing School Librarian Leadership, Building Connections for Learning and Advocacy by Judy Morellian. I actually um, had my superintendent read chapter one um, as we're looking at new learning frameworks. And he got so excited because um, Judy's book isn't just about school librarian leadership. It's about building that culture of deep learning and inquiry into our whole school community for students. Um, and it's it's an amazing book. Uh, I guess I'll add one that our school is reading as a whole this year, which I think is a, a neat first concept for us that we've tried where we all read the same book. We're doing Power of a Positive Team by John Gordon. John Gordon has written many really motivational books and they're real short and easy to burn through. So it gives you a lot of conversation that you can start with real quickly. Um, he includes things in there, again, about building that culture and, and finding that one word that you all kind of unite around. And uh, I think that it's been a neat opportunity for our staff to talk in the same terms about a book. Mm -hmm. All right. So second question, is there an online site or resource or maybe even a person from whom you regularly learn? I'll start first. Uh I constantly am trying to keep up with uh, Shannon McKintock Miller. She's from Van Meter Schools in Iowa. She is amazing. I don't even know how she does it. She really embraces um, what a school librarian can do and impact on a full school community. And I think that she's coming um, to the, I think the Montgomery area in early November. I'm not able to make it, uh, but I think she's coming to speak and she just really understands um, where a school library can engage students and really make a difference in the lives of our students. Mine's more of a literature-related link. I just love the Nerdy Book Club. I love that they have such a variety of readers that get in there and share that whether it's an author or a teacher or an administrator, they're all sharing like what drives literature for them and how we can represent a different crosswalk of our population through those. So I always check that. And this is Corey, and I'm sorry, but I have to share two. So the first one, <laughs> the first one is Cult of Pedagogy um, by Jennifer Gonzalez. It's both a podcast and a blog. Uh, it's just excellent. She's constantly interviewing experts in every aspect of education, and I just keep up with it all the time. But then as a librarian, my absolute favorite is Books Between, and that's a podcast put out by a fifth grade teacher, Karina Allen. And she not only reviews new middle grades books, but she also brings the authors on board. And my favorite one was Front Desk, and she had Kelly Yang on there, and it was just amazing. So those are my two. 
So lots of resources around places that you learn from and some books that you'd recommend to our listeners. And we'll be sure to put all those resources into our show notes so our listeners can access them easily. So to wrap up our conversation today, and we're very grateful to have your time to talk about libraries and the importance of them, what is next for you and for PSLA? What are you working on that you'd like to share with our listeners? This is Kathy. I'll go first. So obviously, um, we're very excited about lots of things going on in Pennsylvania for school librarians and with PSLA. Um, we soon uh, will have a revision of the model curriculum for learners in Pennsylvania school libraries. It should be soon available for our members and all Pennsylvania school librarians. So this past summer, we took our model curriculum, which the previous version is on the SAS portal, but we are revising that curriculum to reflect the 2017 ASL national standards for learners. And then obviously still aligned to the all the other Pennsylvania academic standards, but we've also added the academic standards for career and work, as well as that we have mapped the national standards to the Pennsylvania Career Ready Skills Continuum, if you're familiar with that. We had a great group this summer. We are thankful to the Office of Commonwealth Libraries, um, who was behind that project and have supported our work. So we hope to have that ready soon for Pennsylvania school libraries and for Pennsylvania schools out there. We also have a lot of professional development opportunities for our members and for all Pennsylvania school librarians. Um, we have a leadership session called Leading at Any Level. It's making its way around nine geographic areas of Pennsylvania. So we've hit every part of the state and is really that foundational part of being a school librarian and being a leader in your school. We're soon going to be sending out information about two more levels of leadership training. That's all part of our LSTA grant from the Office of Commonwealth Library, so excited about that. And our Teaching and Learning Committee, thanks to a national grant that we received, is working on developing some online and virtual professional development for school librarians. They're actually going to be meeting soon in November um, to put three online modules that we're going to make available to everyone and actually outside of Pennsylvania. For us, it's really an exciting time to be a Pennsylvania school librarian because we are constantly learning and we are constantly helping our librarians learn so that we can impact students. Wow, sounds like a very busy organization. Thanks for sharing your work with us. Thanks also to all three of you for joining us, Kathy, Dustin, and Corey today. We appreciate your time. To learn more about PSLA's work, you can check out some of the links, the National School Library Standards, AASL, all of those resources shared, as well as the lightning round question responses. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how has today's conversation reshaped your assumptions about the importance and role of school libraries in the life and development of young learners. If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season six, episode 15. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you. Want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? 
You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.